The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Uh, 26 to 6 drive uh, with Peter Vlaus and Kim Hagdorn. Get Lisa on the lines. A few more texts coming through on the mm-hmm. temperate bedshed text line 0487 736 736. Uh, hello, Lisa. How are you? Hi, Peter. Hi, Kim. Yeah, good, thanks. Hello, um, just um, first before I get on to the footy, um, Peter, did you know that Manchester United are, are coming out um, in a different um, colours on um, Saturday night? They're dropping the red. Ah. Taking the red out and, and just coming out in black and yellow? Well, the problem would be is that uh, it'd be a bit of a clash because Aston Villa wear claret and blue. So the red and the claret could possibly clash. They do a lot in the, the UK. So, yeah, thanks for that, Lisa. Uh, I'm calling the game, so maybe the numbers will be easier to see on a... Uh, what would <laughs> you say? They're black. They're wearing their black strip, are they? Black and gold. Be, the, yeah, black Western and gold, Aus- yeah. Western Australia. Mm-hmm. Western Australia. Australia. Yeah, state yeah, of origin yeah. is back. Yeah, and I'll tell you <laughs> what I did, Lisa, today. I spent hours, a few hours, going through every player because, of course, there's a lot of foreign players yeah. And you've got to make sure you get the pronunciation right. And if you don't get the pronunciation right, you are absolutely you, – you get hammered by people listening in. Yeah, don't worry about that. There'll be a big audience. And, and you were expecting you'd have to call Ronaldo. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> the easy one. And he's not there. Hey. <laughs> anyway, hey, good Peter. on you, Lise. Thanks for the info. Peter? Yes? Um, you won't have any trouble calling anybody's name. I've heard you calling the tennis and, and everything else, so you're not going to have any, any Good problems on you, at all. Good and, on you. and Luke, and apparently Luke Jackson has bought a um, house in Shelley. That's another um, oh. thing bubbling around. And um, he would have paid, Barath, I reckon he paid cash for it. And I reckon it's on <laughs> the river. Yeah, I'd say he would have. And um, with Tom Barras, Taggers, he, he, he can't go forward. He's got, he's got to stay back. He's well, a... He's a, he's a you know, he's, he's, no, not, that's not going to work. Well, just on that, Lisa, and I did, I did attack his poor goal front finishing, so he's kicking for goal. I don't think he's reliable in the slightest. But he also, the couple of times I have seen him, uh, and this was more pre-season when they were talking, and, and I thought it was a propaganda stunt then to sort of try to cover that we haven't developed any new forwards or variety or haven't experimented. So, oh, we've sent Tom Barras forward. He was actually playing forward like a defender, too often he would let his opponent just in, fractionally in front lead him to the ball. He was more trying to spoil, I felt, just on reflex than trying to get in front and hold his spot to take a mark or bring it to the ground for the sake of his crummers. He just didn't seem to have any idea of how to play forward, Lisa. Mm. No, he, he doesn't, Haggers. Mm. And um, just quickly on Fremantle, yep. um, with, with um, Mundy and Fife in the team, Mundy has not played... A decent game since Fife's come back into that side. And those two just just cannot play in the side. Well, I think they have to actually make some hard calls there as well. And we've said this on Monday, uh, post last weekend's game, when I, I thought Fife has become a real problem to Fremantle. David Mundy, you're right. He's not getting the same amount of uh, on-ball time. He's, he doesn't seem as free. Mm. Uh, on the outside, and that was where Mundy played his best. He'd do a little bit of inside gathering and getting it out, but he was a receiver to the likes of Sarong and Brayshaw and, and Brody. And even last season, when David Mundy had a season that ran him into the top few in their f- fairest to best and said, well, I'm playing again next year on 600 grand. I'm not going to retire. And they allowed him to do so. That was unnecessary. But I think because of the doubts on Fife, they let him go for maybe the one more year. But Lisa's spot on. And I'm convinced that they're both struggling to fit into the team. There's room for one, not for both. 
if they're going to play around the centre circle and get their sh- share of centre square clearance endeavours, Fife has to has to develop a capacity to stay forward more often mm. if he's going to stay in this team, whether Monday plays on next year or not. Yeah. And even that in itself, Fremantle have got all these boys uncontracted. How many of them do they contract for next year? Monday, Banfield, Akers, Logue, Brody, Nathan Wilson, Connor Blakely, James Aish, Sturt, mm. Sam Sturt. They're all out of contract. How many of them are going to stay on for next year mm. while they're trying to make room? To bring in Luke, Luke Jackson. Jackson. Good on you, Lee. Thanks for your call. Thanks for being uh, a loyal supporter of uh, the Drive program. Let's go to Paul, who joins us next on the open line. Paul, good afternoon. Thanks for the call. Uh, hey, boys. Hey, Hi, uh, hey, Pete. What did you make? What did you make of the uh, debut of the Quacker on Saturday night? The Quacker. Yeah, Doc of the Quokka, that mascot with the purple oh, thongs and the yeah. I must admit, I didn't really uh, zone in on it. I was actually, uh, well, it was interesting. I, I saw it from afar. Yeah. Uh, why not? Uh, can I give you something? I, this I'm is, glad uh, Paul didn't ask me yeah, because but, I would have. Yeah, but, I, I, can I, I, can I, I go to the footy to watch the footy. <laughs> can I say something, Paul? Yeah. I reckon, and we, we yeah. discuss it in, in the media area, mm-hmm. the package put together by Fremantle, pre-game, half-time, at the end of the game, and all the little bits and pieces, cosmetically, how they uh, present themselves, is far, far superior to the West Coast Eagles. The West Coast Eagles, it's just nice that they have live musos at the footy. They do a lot of gimmicky stuff, which engages the young people. And that's what the Dockers are charging for, is the generation and the couple of generations behind us. And you see a lot of the young people that go to the Fremantle Dockers matches, and I reckon their engagement with their fans is very, very good. Anyway, Paul, you want to talk about footy, and I think you want to talk about Alistair Clarkson and maybe the dollars that he's searching for. Yeah, so I, I've heard on on uh, the station here this morning that um, there was some talk of Alistair Clarkson being offered one point six million a year, a, a year. Now, look, let's say that's over the top, and it's even one point two. This this is a club which is just got just struggling to get by. They're only going to be getting games into the kids pretty much for the next two or three seasons. They got if the more money they spend on Clarkson, the less money they can spend on development. I mean. I I think that would be a backward move, and I don't know how they can justify that kind of a spend when the the soft cap is only around about five million to start with. Well, they can justify it for mine. I mean, if he went to one point six million, that's going to be uh, I think about twenty five percent. You would take it cap. if you're offered one point six million dollars. You'd have to take it. Look, I got I got two points about that, and I'll come to it. The other one involves Essendon. And we've said here for a couple of weeks now that Alistair Clarkson has been in informal discussions with Essendon. Mm-hmm. My understanding is he's been pricing himself out of their market, their thing, and that, that's too much for us to pay inside the salary cap. If North Melbourne can offer that sort of money, as Paul, you've said, even if they offered him 1.2, let's say a million to 1.2 for five years. So that's pushing towards $6 million. He, he justifies that. He's good enough. The AFL would have to pay that, and that's where it becomes unacceptable to the rest of the industry. The AFL is going to pay all North Melbourne's bills. North Melbourne are in big trouble. They're debt-free now, but the AFL are running and paying for North Melbourne. When North Melbourne rang Adam Simpson in 2020 and said to him, before they even, before they even discussed, they did not know what money was on at West Coast, whatever you're on at West Coast, we will pay you double. 
Now, the West Coast Eagles management were, were aghast at that, to think whatever he's on and you want to pay double that, whose money is this? Is it North Melbourne's or the AFL's? West Coast Eagles management were just dumbfounded that they could even just say, whatever you're on, we'll double it to get you back or over as North Melbourne coach. So if they're talking this now with 1.2, 1.4, whatever it is, the AFL has to be behind it, and that's where it becomes ridiculous. It and that's where we ridiculous. have to know. That's where we have to also know, in some ways, the AFL to be behind it, to justify it. Well, we if if we get told that, you'd say, oh, well, that, mm. they're a basket case, North Melbourne. They do need it. They need AFL assistance, like GWS, like Gold Coast, like other teams, like Port, like Bulldogs, when they've all received money and assistance to get the right sort of staff. But if they're on a soft cap, well, the soft then cap is about within it. is six point nine yeah, at the it's moment. It's going up five hundred okay. next year from this so year. So if Clarkson gets one point six, they're spending twenty three percent of their entire budget on Clarkson. Yeah, which, which doesn't leave a lot of room for but staff top ups around him. Although he was on huge money at uh, Hawthorne, but not one point six. No, no, it was it was well over a million. But it was a million dollars, and he's getting a million bucks this year from Hawthorne because they had to pay him out. But he was on that sort of money, and that 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 did detract some potential assistance and a, a bigger staff. And there's other areas that suffer, as you say, development. If if Clarkson's that good and as good as everyone's saying and making out now, even though his last four or five years I, at, I was at Hawthorne were wonderful, the same thing. I was going to say his last three, four, five years at Hawthorne weren't great. No, and certainly since he got such accolade for moving on Luke Hodge, for moving on Sam Mitchell, for moving on. Uh, uh, Jordan Lewis, Jared Ruffhead said, no, I'm not going. But he got rid of those three blokes to make room for the next premiership push. Well, it didn't eventuate. And I think a lot of this, it's the same as with Ross Lyon being lauded as, oh, an outstanding coach. No, he's passed it. He's finished. And he's not going to get a job anywhere. And now Clarkson, it depends what purple circle you're in and what media guys are prepared to push your barrow in a lot of ways. So is and, there... But Clarkson, he would justify about a million bucks, but not 1.6. Is the coaching barrel just a bit dry at the moment because all of a sudden they keep going back to Clarkson and there doesn't seem to be any other uh, potentials what... around him, whether they be really good experienced assistants or somebody else that's currently looking for a job? Well, I think you have to look at... I mean, Clarkson's on the market. So if you're, in, if you're looking for a senior coach, North Melbourne, Essendon, they've been talking to Clarkson. In that time, Rutten's had three, th- four, three, four out of five wins. Mm. Four out of his past, past five. He's won his last three. Those clubs that are on the market, GWS being run by the AFL, the AFL are going to run that. They're going to get their coach in there. And Clarkson would be a 1.2, 1.3 at GWS funded by the AFL. So that's where some of these figures would be coming from. Well, if you're going to compete with GWS, if you're going to compete uh, with – then Clarkson's going to need something around about more than what GWS are going to get from the AFL to get him there. Mm, mm. Or even the Tasmania job. He's going to want 1.2, 1.3, 1.4 to be Tasmania, the face of Tasmania's new team. So that's where those figures are coming from, as I understand it. And let's remember also there aren't many – and Clarkson with the target of everybody. As soon as he makes some de- some degree of a call, then the next tier will be looked at. Buckley's ruled himself out. He doesn't want to coach next year. Lyon's not going to be in the market. No, Don't, he's, he's, well, no made, he's what making good money Ross out Lyon, of real estate, isn't he? No matter he? what you hit. So it is a bit thin, and then the next step will be, what? where is a coach like Michael Voss? Look what he's doing. Experienced coach. Or where is a Craig McRae? 
who's doing what he's doing with Collingwood. Mm. But right. he's been around for 20 years waiting for a job. Yeah. We're going to take a break, come back and wrap it up uh, after this. Also go, get Hags's selections and go through some of the other movements at the selection table tonight when it comes to the AFL sides. And Hags, uh, there's no name on this, but it says the negativity that Hags has to Frio is embarrassing. You're not negative towards Frio. You basically uh, um, I, say I, it as you, as you see it. Realistic. We'll come and have a chat to it after the break. It's 14 to 6 here on Drive with Peter Vlaus and Kim Hagdon on this Thursday night.